1: If you choose humility when you encounter pride, you break free. And something happens in the spirit realm that one day we will see just what it does. I mean, it is very biblical. If you need more evidence, read Ephesians 6 about the principalities and powers. But our mandate as a church, the scripture we sort of consider our mandate is Jeremiah 1.10 that says that we're here to uproot and pull down the kingdom of darkness and to plant the kingdom of God. And this is how we do it.
0: Pridefulness will ultimately lead you to destruction. It blinds you from seeing Christ as the authority that he is. Pastor Elizabeth challenges you today to fall into humility before you do pride. Humble yourself before Jesus and others and avoid convincing yourself that you are superior to others. Place only God as a king in your life. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 with the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. His love is the main thing.
2: Every city, every region of the world has demonic principalities, as the Bible calls them. Demons which are assigned to that area, which is evidenced in the general personality of the city. In other words, you can kind of tell what it is the enemy's doing in that neighborhood if you just pay attention to what the city's known for. One of the examples in the Bible is Daniel chapter 10 verses 12 and 13 when Daniel encountered an angel who explained to Daniel why the answer to his prayers had been delayed. It says, then he said to me, do not fear Daniel for from the first day that you set your heart to understand And to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now, it's pretty generally accepted that we weren't talking about, he wasn't talking about human princes and kings. This was, a, a, this was an explanation of the spiritual warfare that had taken place, the things that had hindered that angel from being able to come with the answer to Daniel's prayer. John Dawson writes, I thought back to my first experience at seeing a city change through the power of prayer. It was Cordoba, Argentina in 1978. We were frustrated The International Youth with a Mission team had been on the streets all day, and we were not getting anywhere. All 200 of us met the next day for prayer in a rented monastery on the edge of town. We cried out to God for answers. The crowds were there. Thousands of Argentines from all over the country had come to the finals of the World Soccer Playoffs, but our witnessing lacked power. Nobody was coming to Christ. During that day of prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit began to reveal the nature of the unseen realm over Cordoba. We realized that our timidity and weakness in proclaiming the gospel were partly due to the work of satanic forces manifesting themselves in the culture of the city. Cordoba is a proud and beautiful city with proud and beautiful people. The population is largely of German and Italian descent, and much importance is given to position, possessions, and appearance. In the midst of this fashion-conscious culture, we felt very out of place. We were Christians from over 20 nations, simply dressed, struggling with Spanish, and carrying gospel literature. The Lord responded and gave us a plan. There is only one way to overcome a spirit of pride, through the humility of Jesus, through Jesus' life lived out in acts of obedience by his people. We were discerning a principality attempting to rule the city in the pride of life. So we had to confront it in an opposite spirit with a strategy of personal humility. Here's what we did. We went downtown the next day, all 200 of us, and formed into small groups of about 30. We positioned ourselves all through the fashionable malls and streets for pedestrians of the downtown area. Then we did it. We knelt down right there in the midst of the fashion parade, surrounded by expensive bistros, outdoor cafes, and boutiques. With our foreheads to the cobblestones, we prayed for a revelation of Jesus to come to the city. Breakthrough was immediate. Breakthrough in us and breakthrough in the city. Large crowds of curious people gathered around each group. I remember vividly how Christ strengthened me when I set aside my dignity and knelt in the street. The intimidation of the enemy was broken, along with our pride. As the crowd became larger, I stood and explained through an interpreter, why we had come to the city. As I lifted my voice to communicate to the people at the edge of the crowd, the boldness and compassion of the Lord filled me, and I began to preach. When at first we were greeted with chilling indifference, we could hear the enemy's accusation You're not cool enough. He followed with this, with this temptation Don't demean yourself, don't lose your dignity. He was appealing to our pride. Our response was to humble ourselves publicly. To overcome the enemy, we must resist temptation ourselves and then continue in united, travailing prayer until we sense that we have gained authority and that God has broken through.
1: It's it's a phenomenal book with, with principles that It's so refreshing for me, for us to be reminded of those again. And so we bring it up because we are in, we're still going through the letters to the churches in Revelation. And it will help us understand, specifically this church, but to all the churches, Jesus is giving this principle of you're living in this culture and and I need you to act in the opposite spirit. So I think it will also help us understand our own city, our own situation because nobody's immune to the culture they live in unless we are very deliberate about it we will take colors and attitudes of our culture so what would you say is the attitude the spirit of our, like miami beach or miami what would you say dominates here vanity
2: vanity
1: pride indifference Materialism.
2: materialism yeah
1: narcissism all right that's a lot John Dawson, who wrote this book, he mentions Miami. He gives special honor for political corruption, uh, which I will okay, put here. here so, okay, a lot of these have similar similar sort of colors. What, if it's true, like vanity in a sense penetrates almost all the others. If this is true, what is the opposite spirit of vanity? Humility? Which, you know, obviously pride also. What about indifference? What's the opposite spirit of indifference? Compassion. What about the fast life? Simplicity? The spiritual life? Yeah. And is that as opposed to the fast life or materialism? Yeah. Spiritual treasures. Self-gratification. What's the opposite? Other-centered. Narcissism? It's, it's very similar. And corruption, what's the opposite? Integrity. Integrity or charity? This right here is our strategy for being spiritually successful in our own world. Just like he did that. This is when we encounter whatever, when you encounter any of these many and loud attitudes of Miami or Miami Beach, the best way, if we're not careful, we will be sucked into it, we may be less so than the one we are frustrated with. But if we go in the opposite spirit, deliberate, that's where breakthrough happens because it happens in the spirit realm and it frees us here. It frees us internally from those spirits having anything to play with inside of us. It eliminates, it's how we eliminate the kingdom of darkness. It starts here and then it spreads. If you choose humility when you encounter pride, You break free. And something happens in the spirit realm that one day we will see just what it does. I mean, it is very biblical. If you need more evidence, read Ephesians 6 about the principalities and powers. But our mandate as a church, the scripture we sort of consider our mandate is Jeremiah 1.10 that says that we're here to uproot and pull down the kingdom of darkness and to plant the kingdom of God. And this is how we do it. So it applies to anything from marriage to private to work life to anything. This is our strategy for, for victory. His love is the main thing. His
0: love is the main thing. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus.